welcome to For the Record, our bi-weekly show in which we take one recently released album and take a deep dive into it. You can listen to us every other Thursday at 9.30 a.m. on BFF.fm or subscribe to the podcast at For the Record Podcast, all one word, dot com. This week we're talking about the debut album from British singer-songwriter Katie J. Pearson called Return, and it starts with a song called Tonight. Watching her through the young she's 24 and she lives in bristol in the uk but she's already spent some time in the music industry when she was much younger she and her brother were in a band called arden a-r-d-y-n that got picked up by a major label and then they released a couple eps and then were dropped because they kept rejecting all her songs and they just kind of made her feel like she wasn't up to the task and I in preparing for this podcast I actually went and listened to some of the Arden songs and they're fine but they're this kind of like noiry synth pop that is I think this is a lot better. <laughs> yeah, it sounded very generic and uh-huh. very much the stereotype of a major label finds talent and then tries to fit it into like well this is what's popular right now yeah, yeah, and yeah. yeah if their heart isn't in it that's not going to work. So she took some time off and then just started working with her brother again. And these are some of the songs that she's written over the past few years and came up with this album that is on a different label that gives her a lot more freedom called Heavenly Gate. And she she seems like she really feels like this is a personal expression. And it's it's really great. It's so light and fun. And I love her voice. Yeah, this song is, I think, really right out of the gate, we're getting the sense of, A, her voice, phenomenal. It has this real earthiness and this ethereal quality that coexists so naturally. And I think that's a really rare gift. And that she has combined that voice with phenomenal production. She found this producer, Ali or Ali Chant, who has worked with so many artists like PJ Harvey back in the day, all the way through to like the A Soccer Mommy album from a couple of years ago. And is clearly able to understands her as an artist, and so is able to push her voice out front, but with such a rich, rich backing. With this song has very natural sounds of it starts with strings, and then that part we heard towards the end. There's this really lovely warm horn sound, and also these synths, and it feels so integrated and so rich, but never distracts from her voice. Yeah, very tasteful. So the next song we'll play is called "Beautiful Soul." No side 
here that after the first track establishing look at this amazing and listen to this amazing voice the very second track she brings in this male backing vocals and really lets him shine i don't actually know that he's credited so i'm not sure who this singer is but he's such a great counterpoint with this richness and really anchoring the track and then towards the end we actually hear this trick that i think is really interesting for to me is that instead of writing a separate bridge and this is actually she did that on the first track as well that instead of a bridge she just kind of changed up the instrumentation did the chorus again here i love that it's suddenly these very high strings and the backing vocals instead of being with her becomes this counterpoint call and response and it's such a creates this kind of mystical energy as we go into the end of the song and it's this is definitely one whereas that first one song was had this clear narrative about like oh boy meets girl at some dancing in place and this feels much more mystical to me but uh it totally works even if i'm not quite sure what's going on yeah you say that person is not credited and one of the things that she has talked about in interviews is that moving to bristol has been really important for her and it's funny because i was reading some interviews in the British press where obviously we're supposed to know what the connotation of living in Bristol is but I get the impression that it's kind of like Austin where it's a town with a lot of creative people there are a lot of music venues so that you can play and kind of uh, collaborate with other musicians but it's in the middle of a more rural area I don't know if that's right but that's the impression that I get and so she talks about how it's been such a benefit to her to have all these friends who are musicians and in fact one of her flatmates is in the band Squid (laughs) who we are yeah, think, fans of. Yeah, he's doing the horns and we're eagerly awaiting that first LP. Yeah, so she's been able to bring in different musicians to play horns or play some instrument and just kind of give her ideas and, and let her think through these uh, these songs. And so I think that it, it really shows that she's not just, you, you know, obviously she has her own vision, but that she's bringing in a lot of other other. Uh, friends and collaborators which is nice yeah so after a couple of songs really playing out that sense of a big sound with lots of collaborators we get to i think a little bit of a quieter a sound and that's for the title track return
she's really pushing her voice because you can tell that even though her voice is a little bit thin on some of these songs when she is really pushing it she can get a full sound and I think as she gets older and trains her voice more I think she only has improvement I think she's starting out really strong yeah I think it's really a great chance to shine here where the instrumentation for most of the song is just a single acoustic guitar gradually we get over the you know, we came in, I guess, on the second verse there. Curiously, this is pretty much identical lyrics for the first and second verse, um, but it has this real sweetness to it and just this openness to the possibilities of reinvention as an artist. And that she, does, so there is a little bit more, more instrumentation that comes in, but it really only opens up with where, as you say, her voice just becomes, I've changed, I've changed, I've changed as then the backing vocals come back in uh, more than I remembered them and take on the flow. And it's that same trick of just repurposing the chorus as the bridge. And it's beautiful. It really works. I really like from a lyrical perspective how straightforward this song is. And it's really, you know, she has said that this whole album is just about her returning to music and figuring out what her sound is. And it's just really it's just a really sweet and quiet self-examination of like, this is me coming back and finding out what is meaningful to me as a musician. Yeah. It's the real sense of she wants to be open. Like, I, yeah, I want to be as light as a feather, dark as a cave. You know me better and see through her like a glass wall. It's uh, really evocative. And yeah, we, she wants to open herself up as an artist. It's really fantastic. So the next track we'll play, I think goes back in a slightly louder, faster, popular direction, and it's called Something Real.
the fourth track, we get the first real bridge on the album, and I love this. The highness of her voice, the uncertainty of we're all looking for that needle in a hay. It's such a universal message, and I love that that's accompanied by these strings that are her voice is so sweet and there's really this kind of sour discordance that's hinted at in those strings and there's a real sense of like uncertainty like this is not going to work out but then she powers through and it's like no i'm going to keep looking and keep looking for love and i'm and you the strings become stronger and sweeter and soaring and you really believe that oh she's gonna f- maybe find the person for her and it's very sweet well yeah this this it's my favorite track on the album and I think it's not just about looking for a person it's about finding the life that is right for you yeah. and I like the fact that it the way that it's structured is it starts out kind of quiet and then just builds up and builds up and you really you get the feeling that she's like talking herself into it and like increasing her confidence and really making sh- like she is sure that she is going to wait for something real and it's just really like sweet and inspiring and you know we're talking about this record we, you know, I think we've we've talked about some other records over the past, you know, six months or so that were kind of dark and kind of, yeah, <laughs> um, you know, dystopian, and they were right for that time. And like, you know, now we're finally at a point where we're talking about this record where it's you know a few weeks past the the election and like Trump is out of there and we're starting to get COVID vaccines and it's just a it it feels so much more hopeful and I feel like listening to this record was exactly what I wanted to hear at this time yeah it's uh yeah the 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 positivity and hopefulness and energy is so wonderful and yeah that she can in this one song be quiet and contemplative and this powerful and confident and it's a nice fantastic as we're coming into the middle of the record so i think we come from here which is really a strong point to to my ears another real strong point on the album i mean like the big pop potential pop hit it's called fix me up just extremely catchy song and what's interesting is some of the press that i read about this record 
characterized it as sort of new country, which I think is extremely odd because it isn't. There's a little bit of slide guitar, a little bit of, you know, maybe country touches, but this is very much indie pop. I love it. Yeah. Well, I feel like this track in particular feels so much like this sort of timeless tour of pop music because I feel like there's elements of it. That section we hear with those little organ stings and hand claps feels like some 60s girl group but mm-hmm. then you get this these some of these guitar tones that are almost british invasion some that feel like uh, arena psychedelia and then you get these horns coming in which feels super timeless and and then i think sort of after the section we played there's like this kind of horn and piano section that feels very much like very of the now like of some of the stuff that arcade fires does this kind of like art pop maximalism and again pulling from so many different periods of pop music and so it's indie pop but it's in a way that is so universal and timeless yeah and her voice makes me think of Haley bonner who we've done a record uh, on the podcast she's got kind of that similar vocal quality and her her voice reminds me also a little bit of like kate bush or Joni mitchell she's just got a really high pretty ethereal quality to it yeah i think she's able to yeah inhabit so many different sounds and work within them it's just a remarkable instrument and as you said she's still young and there's still time to continue developing it and i it's remarkable to imagine and she writes these just very catchy hooks and really enticing melodies and you have to wonder, I think this is one of the songs that she wrote maybe at the time when she was still trying to write songs for her band. And it was a little unclear to me whether this was one of the ones that the label rejected, which if that's the case, that's so, I mean, I I get that they were trying to package a different sound that they wanted to market and thought they could market, but this is such a great song. It's crazy. And I think that's when I think of that, you know, the being described as country, I think part of that is, I think if you were, were familiar with that band, Arden, and then came to this, and it's like, oh, it's so much more organic, and there is twang in it, and it does feel like it could be, like, she's has this kind of America, Americana-influenced voice. Americana. E- Americana. <laughs> but it's like, but yeah, there's no accent, and there's a twang, and, mm-hmm. and as you said, there's some slide guitar in there, and so it, even the hint of country elements relative to this really generic synth pop, I can understand why writers would say that. But of course, this is the first I've heard of her and this is not country. It's just amazing. Yes, it's really charming. So we go from that very maximalist pop song to a little more quiet and contemplative song called Hey You.
this is the track where after you mentioned on that last one oh, oh she kind of sounds like Haley bonner or kate bush and this song is where she channels stevie nicks in such yeah. a huge way and i think for a lesser artist you'd be like oh my god i can do this stevie nicks impression and just run with it and instead it's just one of a hundred tools in her arsenal but holy moly does she nail that that vibrato that yeah. feels so strong and so vulnerable at the same time and it's so perfect for this really this song that's all about empathy about reaching out to a friend and like she said that she had a friend who was really depressed and this is her just saying like come on hang in there i'm here for you i know you can do this and it's so pure and positive and warm and sounds amazing with that voice and i think for all of these songs it's hard for us to pick where the section that we want to play because they all have sort of an interesting structure and sort of take a journey over the course of the song where some of them start out more quiet and then ramp up and ramp back down and this is i think a good sampling from the middle but there's there's so much going on like you really need to hear the whole record yeah I mean, that's what we're all about is here's a sample. Go listen to the entire thing because holy moly, what a fantastic solo debut. And I love here that where this is another one where she actually completely repeats the lyrics in the first first chorus, second Mm -hmm. first chorus. But here we get all these lovely little hints of synths. And then I love in the chorus, there's kind of this very percussive keyboards and drums with this kind of interesting syncopation going back and forth between them. It has such a lovely texture to it. And it's... Yeah, it's really rich. And yeah, there's lots to reward repeat listenings here. So the next song we'll play is called Take Back the Radio. synthetic song on the album it's probably the closest thing to an 80s track but it's still i think there's so much of a universalness and that it has that horn sound that i think pulls it away from the bloopiness even though there's a lot of bloops happening on here and that's contrasted though with this really propulsive vocals and i think a really 
thoughtful structure where she has these verses where it's really the only the first couple lines are different each time but then it comes back to this great refrain of we're all just waiting for something that could go wrong but it's night see the road and the land giving hope just it's very much this and you're getting you're worried you're not sure but it's like the same kind of hopeful just get out there and keep going you yeah. can do this and then that chorus is so catchy and mm. uh, it, this uh, her pop songwriting chops are so remarkable mm-hmm. and then that chorus is so catchy but the song ends with her switching up the chorus each time with new lyrics mm-hmm. and so it you'd think oh that she plays the chorus like 15 times but it, it's never feels repetitive mm-hmm. it's fantastic yeah, and you mentioned all of the synths on this song that give it a really different sound. And that's what I like about this record, especially as a debut, is there's the songs all sound so different and have such a different character. And, you know, we can't play part of every song on on the podcast. And so it was really tough for us to pick and choose which songs we were going to leave out because each one has its own personality. And there's a lot of diversity of styles. But at the same time... They're all held together by the cohesiveness of her voice and the way that her her vocals give each song so much character and pull them all together into a cohesive statement. Yeah, it is. It, it's one of those things. Like, obviously, in, in some sense, it's not a debut because this is what her well, her it's her first her solo, solo album. But album. she has been making music now for yeah. years, and she has, I think, learned the one of the best things of an artist to realize, Hey, no matter how talented I am, surround myself with the best people. And she did that and knocked this out of the park or whatever the cricket equivalent of that is, because it is the confidence, the balance of true deep emotion and pop hooks, synth sound, horn sounds, acoustic guitar. It just everything. So many different elements are perfect in a way that, I, it's just an unexpected delight and I'm struck a little speechless by the experience. Yeah, and it draws on so many of these sunny 70s pop sounds, but it doesn't sound throwbacky at all. It sounds very of the moment and very fresh. And I really am excited to see what she does next. I think this is, you know, whether she's been making music before, I think anything anything that's a first album from a new project is sort of a statement of what that is going to be. And I think this is a great statement. Yeah, it's uh, fantastic. This is what our first record we're talking about in 2021. And I'm going to just view this as a good omen for a good (laughs) year because holy moly, I want to go out there and conquer the world as soon as it's safe to go outside. That's the third time you've said holy moly on this podcast. So I think it's time to wrap it up. All right. (laughs) We're going to go out with the last song, which is called Waiting for the Day. It's much more quiet and contemplative. And you've been listening to For the Record. We've been discussing Katie J. Pearson's debut album called Return. Thank you so much for listening. Time to turn around. Time to turn around. Time to turn around. Time to turn around. When you come in. Can't feel it now
same Where are you to be In this perfect scene When you come in there This podcast is a proud member of the BFF.FM podcast network Learn more at podcast.bff.fm. BFF.fm, best frequencies forever.